0: In-depth, investigative.
1: This is KXAN News Today. Will Texas comply with the federal government at the border? Today is deadline day for the state to respond to the Department of Homeland Security on a request. The Biden administration demanding it give federal border agents full access to a riverfront in the border town of Eagle Pass. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller.
2: Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. This is the location where state law enforcement officers have been arresting migrants who cross into the U.S. Texas seized control of the park earlier this month and began denying entry to federal border patrol agents, escalating that feud between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and President Biden's administration, who Abbott accuses of not doing enough to curb illegal crossings. A bipartisan group of congressional lawmakers from Texas echoing the governor's concerns, saying the border crisis needs to be fixed, Calling it a matter now of national security.
3: This is not a Democratic issue or a Republican issue. This is an American issue. It is a matter of American national security. And it is so important that we work together to find solutions.
0: And we're spending billions of dollars helping folks that at the end of the day are going to be
1: returned. So far, this issue has intensified as Governor Greg Abbott is not backing down, not allowing agents to cut razor wire along the border, but instead doubling down and adding even more wire along the border.
2: A higher court sided with the Biden administration arguing the wire prevents agents from reaching migrants who have already crossed the
1: border. All right, well, now let's turn to our weather. We've had this rain and stormy weather for a while, and now it is the fog making a return.
2: Yeah, the fog is something we've been dealing with, but I feel like you said the same thing that I was thinking. It was really bad driving yes. into work today.
3: Yeah, the Austin Metro is certainly seeing the worst of it mm. this morning compared to any other day this week. Hill Country is thinking, I know, I've been dealing <laughs> with this for days. Let me show you what we've got going on out here. Because when it comes to radar, we don't have any meaningful rain out there, just a little bit of drizzle possible within some of those low clouds, but you can see barely anything on our Iwakoboda weather camera there in Georgetown. The fog will be the main headline as you get out and about on your morning drive from Mason to Fayette County, everybody looking at reduced visibility. So this is going to be something you have to factor into your morning commute because it's expected to be with us for the next few hours. So dense fog advisory in place through 10 a.m. As a reminder, you just keep your regular headlights, sun. Do not turn on those brights. It's only going to make it more difficult as more of that light shines back at you. Today's forecast 64 degrees, very similar to what we felt yesterday, but there is going to be a low chance of rain today. Only a little bit of drizzle here and there this afternoon. Nothing like what we had earlier in the week, but this is the last gasp of wet weather, if you will, before we turn to some drier conditions for your uh, weekend forecast. In fact, the weekend looks really good. There's just going to be one little thing we got to talk about for tomorrow morning and comfortable temperatures sticking around for a while the end of January looking and feeling wonderful so coming up in your first morning forecast we'll time out how long this fog will last we'll talk about your weekend weather and then I'll show you these numbers that I think a lot of us are gonna love those details in just a few minutes
1: Thank you, Kristen. Families, teachers and staff at Austin ISD are waking up this morning with a permanent superintendent in charge.
2: In December, the district voted to name Matias Segura as the lone finalist for the job. And then after almost a year without a permanent superintendent, the board unanimously voted last night that he is the one to lead. So at this time, we have um, a motion by
1: Trustee Kaufman and a second by Trustee Zapata to approve item 13.1. All those in favor, please raise your right hand. All right. The vote is unanimous. Thank you.
0: Looks like we've had a new super-
2: The board also voting to approve and extend his contract, which will establish the terms and conditions of his employment. These include his payment, 362,000 $250 a year, as well as the length of his term, which is going to be four years ending in August of 2028.
1: Before being named superintendent, Segura was the interim superintendent and previously the operations officer. The board also voted last night to approve a certification waiver for this position. So is currently completing a superintendent educator preparatory program, and that along with other requirements would allow him to obtain that superintendent certification because state law requires that.
2: School districts have two options that allow them to hire someone who doesn't meet those needed requirements. There's the clarification waiver that we just mentioned by Tom, administrators and teachers need that. There's also a bilingual exception that allows districts to offer an alternative language program if it's not able to provide a certified bilingual teacher. A Texas state senator is calling for lawmakers to reopen the impeachment of Attorney General Ken Paxton. Retiring North Texas Republican Drew Springer said he believes that he believes Paxton is admitting guilt in that whistleblower lawsuit against his own office.
1: This week Springer sent a letter to state lawmakers and the lieutenant governor outlining his reasons. He brought up Paxton's recent court filing where Paxton said he would not contest the facts of the lawsuit. An attempt to end it without having to testify under oath. Paxton said ending that case would save taxes taxpayers time and money. But
2: Springer says it's an omission of guilt. Paxton's former employees suing him, claiming that he wrongfully terminated them after they reported him to federal authorities. The whistleblowers say Paxton was abusing his office to help a wealthy friend and donor. Paxton was
1: acquitted, though, on all
2: 16 articles of impeachment. Meantime, Paxton is making good on his promise to go after House Republicans who voted to impeach him.
1: Paxton vowed to endorse primary challengers who went against him. That vow brought him to a Bastrop campaign event for Tom Glass. He's challenging incumbent Republican Representative Stan Gerties. However, Gerties is endorsed by Governor Abbott. It's one of the many races with competing endorsements from the state's top Republicans. makes it very interesting is Both of these are Republicans and often they're competing and campaigning for different candidates. There's a lot of ideological difference between the candidates. What the big differences are, are you a Paxton person? Are you an Abbott person? Political analysts say if the presidential primary is decided by March, it could cause a lower voter turnout for the Texas primary.
2: A mistake limiting student's financial aid. How this could affect you?
1: Poor conditions found at Austin's Animal Shelter and the steps the city is now going to take to fix those problems.
2: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to KXAN News today on this foggy Friday. We're taking a look at one of our cameras. This is over in Georgetown. Heads up, fog is really thick in some areas. Chris is going to let you know when it's going to lift, and she has that all important forecast for you when it comes to your weekend. Well, the Free Application for Federal Student and Form, FAFSA, an error that would have limited students' financial aid is getting corrected hopefully soon.
1: Yeah, the U.S. Education Department plans to fix an error in how financial aid is gonna be calculated. It's for students starting their post-secondary education. The department estimates that the new fix will give students access to an additional 1.8 billion in federal student aid. That error involved a failure to adjust financial aid tables for inflation specifically the tables that show how much of a family's income should be protected from being considered to pay for college expenses. Many colleges use that income adjusted table to guide their financial aid offers.
2: Have you seen this man? A silver alert has been issued out of San Antonio. And we have this picture for you on our website if you're listening on our podcast. But I can tell you that police are looking for him at 67-year-old Daniel Garza. He was last seen around four o'clock yesterday afternoon on O'Connor Road wearing a brown camouflage jacket. God has a cognitive impairment. If you have any information on where he may be, make sure you call the San Antonio Police Department. This is a statewide alert.
1: Do you have any property damage from this week's flooding? Where you need to go if you want to report it? Texas men back on the road
0: and trying to run their streak to three. Three straight wins, three straight wins against ranked teams, that's coming up.
3: Live like outside and not only are we dealing with dense fog, we got a little bit of mist and drizzle within some of those low clouds. So things are looking a little rough for your morning drive. Low visibility, slippery roads. We'll talk more about it coming up in your first morning forecast. But first this, the division, the Texas Division of Emergency Management wants to hear from you if you have property damage from the flood waters we saw this week. Take a look at some of the flooding mess left behind northwest of Houston. People woke up to several cars left stranded in roads covered from the recent floods. Officials say they put out barricades, but three drivers still got stranded after driving around them. And remember when we told you about this, flooding near Lake Conroe, also up north of Houston there, emergency crews continued to evacuate evacuate people at least 17 people and 15 animals in this area were needed to evacuate due to the high water. For some perspective on the dangers of driving through flooded low-water crossings, water even took down this semi. TM crews were dispatched to hard-hit areas to help local crews there. This was just one of those cases. No word yet on the driver's condition of that semi. Hey, if you have any damage here locally, you can fill out an online damage assessment survey on the tDM website. We have it for you on our website, kxan.com. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my god!
2: Oh oh <laughs> wild video of wild hogs in Austin. That is Austin this week. Thank you too. Amy Clarkson and Rachel Furnish for sending us this video from their bike ride on the Southern Little Walnut Creek Trail yesterday morning. Ladies, this is talent when you can film this and mm-hmm. ride your bike and not crash. They called their bike ride majestic because there are a bunch of deer around them too.
1: Yeah, that is until they saw all the hogs and I really can't tell if they're excited to see <laughs> them or very scared. They say they know the hogs are aggressive, so they started to ride as fast as they could to get away Then you see the hogs started catching up with them and say it was a wild ride to say the least. (laughs) We didn't really need our morning coffee because the hogs just gave us that extra adrenaline that we really needed. (laughs) Rain and Rachel say when they got off the trail, they warned people about the hogs just to be safe.
2: That video was sent to us via reported. If you have a story idea, if you have an amazing video or just a tip, a photo you wanna share with us, please do get your phone and scan the QR code that you see on your screen with your camera. It'll take you to the Report It feature where you can send it to us or just email us at reportit at kxan.com. That's what we needed on a Friday. Yeah. We do, <laughs> and
1: for th- sure. These are the tips that I'm here for. <laughs> yes. are, when I see Same. this coming in, I'm yeah. like, all right, now I'll we got a out. story. This <laughs> is a story. Yeah, this is, this
3: is what needs to be in the news. For those listening in on the podcast, you have to put eyes on the video because yes. it does look like straight out of line, Kate. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like you see these things. And, those could potentially take you out right. if oh, they yeah. hit your bike that's the wrong way. Messy. Let me show you what's going on this morning and your forecast. Not quite as wild today. We do have some fog out there. In fact, a lot of fog, but that's not going to be with us all day long. Live look at a radar not showing much. We don't have anything as far as major issues go with rain today. There's just going to be any many rain chance coming in later this afternoon, but temperature wise, I'm seeing 40s and 50s out there. The fog is going to be with us as I showed you earlier across all counties for at least the next couple of hours here. I'm not expecting any major improvement in visibility until we get past about 9 a.m., but the clouds will stay up top, and we're looking at a very low chance for some spots of light rain today. So dense fog Advisory takes us through 10 a.m. for almost all of our counties. We don't have any alerts in place for the rain, but just wanted to give you a heads up. Through this morning, a lot of cloud cover up top. A lot of cloud cover underneath in the form of fog. Now, once we get past this noontime and into the early afternoon, you're noticing a little green popping up on my map. This is the spotty rain that we could potentially see this afternoon. As I told you yesterday, not severe not flooding rain, nothing that I'm super concerned about just a little bit of moisture pulling ahead of a cold front that's gonna arrive later on tonight. This is for the most part just gonna bring in some wind and cooler temperatures along with some drier air too. We got a ton of sunshine and your forecast getting into the later part of t- tomorrow and more so Sunday. But the rainfall out of today will not be impressive. Just a few hundredths of an inch. If if anything, we hear a couple rumbles of thunder underneath some of the stronger thunderstorms. But like I said, I'm not worried about hail. I'm not worried about tornadoes. I'm not worried about winds. This is going to be so much different than what we had to start the week. If you remember Monday, that was the deluge. Nothing like that way better this weekend than anything we've seen earlier in the week. Tomorrow will be a little windy. That's one little hiccup, but the winds will slowly relax through Saturday. We've got gradual clearing, meaning tomorrow we start with cloud cover, but we finish the day and get into our Saturday evening plans with clear skies and just a ton of sunshine on Sunday. Sunday's looking like a perfect winter day. So today will be that last little, little pinch of wet weather here with a 20% chance of light rain, highs in the 60s. Tonight we get down to the upper 40s, 50s, near 60, I would say, both Saturday and Sunday for the most part. We do get colder here as we get you into Sunday and Monday morning, but not expecting a freeze, upper 30s at that. And then just fabulous weather to finish up January, most of next week, favoring mainly sunny skies, highs in the upper 60s, if not even 70 degrees for the last day of the month
2: thank you Kristen. heads up if you drive down north lamar boulevard if you've already done that recently you may have noticed that the unsettling site of a structure that looks like it can slide down to the road let me show you what we're talking about here images our crews took from below the drop austin code compliance told us they inspected the property over on poplar street and found a collapsed wall Code compliance officer issuing a notice of violation and then closed off the area the property owner will now have to confirm structural stability and then provide a timeline for bringing the property into compliance
1: yeah it looks like more than just a collapsed wall a young pilot from north carolina is dead after stealing a plane in north texas in the town of addison then crashing along the texas oklahoma border The Addison Airport confirming a Cessna 172 associated with a flight school took off around seven Wednesday night. Investigators say that plane crashed in an open field about 80 miles away from the school, and the 23-year-old pilot died in that crash. Authorities say the pilot was briefly in contact with the tower as he took off, but moments later informed them he was cutting communications. Here's what he said.
2: About right now, you'll probably realize that I'm not gonna listen to y'all's instructions and i'm just heading to east texas and a career track. so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna pull the com one circuit breaker and the com two circuit breaker right here soon as soon as i the mic.
1: about an hour later and a half an hour and a half later the plane crashed
2: Southwest Airlines says it's going to remove some of Boeing 737 MAX 7 planes from its fleet. That move comes as regulators have not certified the model of the manufacturer's best-selling plane.
1: Boeing facing criticism after a door plug from an Alaska Airlines plane blew out mid-flight earlier this month. Southwest also says it's gonna add 79 more planes to its fleet that does not include the 737 MAX 7 planes. Now,
2: according to a new study, Babies born to moms who had COVID while pregnant had unusually high rates of respiratory illnesses. Researchers enrolled more than 200 women with COVID-19 in the study in Los Angeles, and none of the babies tested positive for the infection at birth but about 17% were diagnosed with respiratory issues, which is higher than average for newborns. The point of time the mother contracted COVID during the pregnancy really did not have an impact on whether the infants experienced respiratory distress. But the study found that unvaccinated moms had three times the odds of respiratory distress in their babies compared to mamas who had at least one dose of the COVID vaccine. But health experts say not all mothers who got COVID while pregnant will experience these negative outcomes their babies.
1: Del Valley ISD just got a huge chunk of money from Tesla. District says it's going to help students in its manufacturing program. The money is also going to help buy equipment for the early college high school and P-Tech facility. It's currently under construction next to Del Valley High School. Leaders say the equipment will mirror what's at Tesla's Austin Gigafactory. And Del Valley ISD superintendent Annette Telly says this is going to prepare students for robotics and automation careers in local industries.
3: I
2: truly want them to develop a plan and a partnership with us where students are building an authentic internship plan or career plan so that whatever it is that they're learning in high school truly aligns to their business and industry pathway.
1: 144 Del Valley graduates have secured full-time jobs at Gigafactory Texas since 2021. They came through the district's partnership with Tesla's manufacturing development program.
0: This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Longhorns are going back on the road. They've gone the farthest east. They can go in the Big 12 at West Virginia a few weeks ago, now headed west to BYU. This coming off back-to-back wins over ranked opponents. That's what they'll get tomorrow in Provo, Utah. Of course, it started with the heart-stopping win against Baylor and then that impressive win against Oklahoma. So suddenly, a 1-3 in Big 12 team left for dead by some, even 500 in big 12 play two great wins against high-level teams we look like a really high-level team the last two games and we played like a high-level team uh the last two games ourselves and uh i said to our guys when we were one and three you know hey you know what well, we could easily be three and one and that that we have a good team we just gotta buckle down to the details we've got to play more consistent. Uh, over over longer stretches of playing really good basketball and I think the last two games our guys have been able to do that. It's one night because it's on to the next really great challenge. We're playing a team in BYU's been ranked, you know, up near the almost the top ten in the country. They scored ninety points a game in their building. Yeah, they'll have over 20,000 in their building. And then a quick turnaround with number four, Houston, is at Moody on Monday night. Longhorn baseball team opens practice today and on Thursday picks second in the Big 12 preseason poll behind TCU.
1: Back to you. Thanks, Roger. It is one of the biggest weekends in football that is finally here. Games on Sunday determining who heads to the Super Bowl this year. Today, getting the party started early this morning. I
2: mean, why not? It's Friday. It's called a pre-party, That's people, right. right? They're celebrating they're the pre-gaming. NFL. Yes, they're pre <laughs> They're <laughs> celebrating the NFL teams' battle for the division champs with Super fans in Baltimore, Detroit, Kansas City, and San Francisco. Get your game face on for the special live four-city event as today's playoff pep rally kicks off this morning. What do you got, Tom?
1: You see that they snuck Taylor Swift uh, into that Kansas City Chiefs graphic. She
2: had nothing to do with what we okay. just talked about.
1: I'm a NorCal guy, so I'm I'm pulling for the Niners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: All right, for more fun, head on over to KXAN today. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, everyone. Here's what else we're covering for you besides some laughs to this Friday. With all the rain and the flooding that Kristen's been talking about this week, we're talking about challenges that firefighters are facing with this kind of weather.